Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CSGO Bulls Podcast. Happy Tuesday. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. Join by my guys here in the studio, Big Dave. Bow! B-A-W-L Sports. Will the go Gottlieb. Will underscore Gottlieb. On the producer's controls, it's our guy Briggs. What's up, buddy boy? Let's go. DNVR, baby. Represent. I'm ready. You, Will, you weren't here for our first show with Braggs last week, were you? Oh, <laughs> uh, you missed the ride. You remember the shockwave at, <laughs> at the Six Flags? Just very intense. Let's just say our takeoff of our show last week with Braggs was a little rocky. <laughs> he wasn't ready for the game time, man. You know, I throw it at him. He wasn't uh, okay. He wasn't I see ready. what's going on here. I see what's going on here. You'll uh, be yes. ready from now on, though. Uh, Braggs, as you said, the vibes over there in Denver are immaculate. Last night, this morning, the party rages on. The Denver Nuggets are your 2023 NBA champions. We're going to talk a lot about what we saw in the NBA Finals uh, in their conclusive Game 5 last night. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a little bit of Jimmy Butler. We're going to talk a little bit about AK, who helped build that Nuggets core, and also talk about how he didn't build all of it and now where we are as Bulls fans with him at the helm can we just first over under two and a half hours of sleep for dnvr crew man i saw Ooh. i saw a video that oh. brendan posted this morning he looked like he <laughs> sat down on a couch closed his eyes for 10 minutes and then woke up and started his day they are just he such disheveled legend. as hell but did happy you see, did you see the uh espn posted the video of dev no, the, the yellow polo and oh, the, the, the Nuggets uh, outfit that he yeah. rocks. Yeah, I've been seeing him. that getting it's a like lot of on Yeah, ESPN, all the oh man, that's just, awesome, man. It's what a, time, what a legendary moment, man. I, 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 super real. I mean, mostly as I was watching last night, um, I was rooting for the Nuggets for a lot of reasons, but the biggest reason is for our our uh, all city family over there in Denver. You know, Dave and I, you went out there to catch the beginning of these NBA Finals Flex. to see what that Flex. electric. <laughs> Nuggets fan base was like to be Im- like immersed in it and those I'm so happy for those Nuggets fans they so happy it, for man. them no they deserve it like I said it's nothing like the first one and what was it 40 something 47. Years? 47, 47 years? years wow that is a long time and yeah 47 years of not experiencing pretty much any winning in Denver Mm-mm. like on any team and in less than 12 months <laughs> you Dude. pretty much got two you know you got one cup last year. and now you've got you know the Denver Nuggets who is the lead dog you know the Denver Nuggets so well I'm sorry the Broncos are the lead dog let's be real about but that, that. But, but see that's the cool the lead thing dog right now because of Joe Kitchen who they have about local coverage what we're doing here at CHGO what they're doing at DMVR from what I've heard from them from what I gather like sports talk radio and sports coverage in Denver was just nothing but Broncos. It's right. all people cared about. Right. And this, you see, you know, an NHL team like the Avalanche get good and then want local coverage of it and a right. local community if you are a fan of that team. Right. And then the same goes for this Nuggets team that has gotten better and better and better until finally being champions. And to have that be like, it's not just Broncos country. Right. Like, there are teams in the city right. that we care about, that those fans care about, and they want to be a part of that community. It was really cool to see them celebrating with their fellow Nuggets fans in that DMVR bar last night. Like, yeah. 
those vibes. Like, that's why we do this. Yeah, there were people uh, uh, kissing their significant others. You know, there was a couple of tears. There were a couple of people just taking moments to themselves. Like, it was, it, was an, it was just fun to watch. Like, I was like, yeah, this is dope. And then congratulations to him, man. Like, and that's an underdog city. You know, mm-hmm. underdog team and all of it because there are plenty of talking heads that said they didn't want to see Denver win because Denver's boring. They didn't care. It was like Such it's a not a story. Take. We don't want to see it. There have been some bad Dude, takes like, going around I'm the like, internet. Today. Boring is good. I, I think Chris Mannix took the cake that. of bad takes this morning. Took the cake. Yeah. I'm, I, this isn't an all-time playoff run by the Nuggets because they weren't challenged by anybody. Yeah. So you're saying that they aren't impressive because they kicked every team's ass that yeah. they faced? Now, keep in mind, people were picking the Lakers to beat them. Right. And <laughs> the Suns. But they didn't fight, play and nobody. And the Suns. Yeah. And the Suns. The big bad Suns right. with Kevin Durant and right. Devin Booker. But they didn't play nobody. You know what I'm saying? But no, they're picking other people to whoop their ass. But no, they didn't play anybody. Yeah, ain't nobody hearing that shit, dog. They got out there and they and they won. They whooped everybody's and, ass I mean, in front of them. People who were claiming that this finals was boring, and yeah, it was oh, quick, quick work for the Nuggets, but it was entertaining. Yeah. The, the Heat mucked up some of the games. They certainly mucked up Game Five. Oh it was God. not pretty. Ugh. But even even though the Nuggets struggled offensively in Game Five to close out the series, they still found a way to win. Yeah. After floundering in Game Two, they won Games Three, Four, and Five primarily with their defense. Yeah. True. Not letting the Heat do much, but I mean. What's boring about Nikola Jokic becoming the first player ever in NBA history? I don't know if you have that uh, stat tweet, uh, Braggs. I've got it here, too. So 600 points, 269 rebounds, and 190 assists for Nikola Jokic in these playoffs. First player ever in NBA history to lead all players in all three of those stats for a full dumb. postseason. That's just plain old-fashioned what's, what's boring about that? People Nothing. who are saying that are telling on themselves that they've never watched the Nuggets before. Mm. The Nuggets are clearly a really fun team to watch. Yeah. Like, how could you watch Jokic and not enjoy yourself? I just I just don't get it. There are plenty of people who didn't, and there are plenty of people who admitted that they didn't, and I respect them because they said, well, we haven't been watching. Yeah. You know, so I really don't know much. That's fine. But it's those other guys that he's talking about right here who it's aren't watching them me. but still have familiar these with deep your opinions. Game. <laughs> you right. Know right. But they'll still, still have these deep opinions on them even though you haven't watched the team play. Right. And that's where the dumbness sets in on this, man. I mean, even just like the fact that his playoff numbers – 30, 13 and a half, nine and a half <laughs> for a full playoffs in which your team went 16 and four That's dumb. and won the chip. That's dumb. Like, do you understand how dumb that is? That's ridiculous, man. That is truly ridiculous. And he was doing it round after round after round. But at the moment when you got to have it, right. he really, truly showed out and put it on these cats, man. Right. And he did it every kind of way. You wanted it. And that's what always impressed me so much about what's why I call him a seven foot tall Larry Bird because he does it from three he could do it from the perimeter he could do it with the pass he could do it with his rebounding he can start the break but then he can go inside and still utilize the fact which that he's is seven what feet he tall. did when the Nuggets were trying to find a way to climb back um, you know after the heat had come back and taken the lead it was just inside Jokic buckets a Dude, lot down the stretch honestly and I, I have to go over some other players before I start saying this stuff but I'll just say one of the softest touches around the rim I've ever seen not just by a big man but by a player period I've never seen a touch that soft he plays the rim he doesn't play putting it yeah, into the game. He it. plays the rim mm-hmm. and the timing of what he does. It you watch him like he'll time to hit, boom. He'll be like, okay, well if you hit me this way, I can throw it up this way. Oh, if you hit me this way, I know I'm gonna fade it back this way. Just watch how he does. It's a real science going on when he's doing basketball, like playing basketball out there. Like man. Dennis and his rebounding. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. It's exactly right, man. Click, boom. It's, Click it's, here. There. It's something to watch, man. Like, cause there are many times, and I don't know if you did it or you did it. But there are many times I just sat and said, "How the hell did he make that? Yeah. How the hell did that go in? Why did that bounce four times on the rim?" <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, it was insane. The passes. No, no, not many people can throw an alley oop from the dotted line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like inside the goal. You know, right, right where you're supposed to. What do you call it? The charge. The charge takes, circle. Charge circle. Not many people can throw an alley oop from there. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing that. That's insane. That doesn't that his, doesn't exist. His feel for the game is like just absolutely elite of the elite. Yeah, yeah. It's like none other I've I've honestly seen in all my years of watching basketball, just to be that and intelligent it, around the rim, but still be that physical, still be that dominant. And the one thing I like about their team, they didn't let the refs spoil it for them. 
when the refs could easily the refs damn near they tried. tried they tried that fa- foul yeah they got jimmy three free throws at the end dear but god i even, almost threw up <laughs> but even when those things are happening to them it never stops them they you don't see them stopping to complain you don't see them stopping the game do any of that they call it they down the floor they're back down the floor they're not happy about it they're talking about it as they're back down the floor but they're constantly moving it's a constant motion offensively and defensively with this team it's impressive man it's impressive. They're impressive. Uh, Fontaine Creamer said, I love how Joker said, we did our jobs, now we can go home. Right, it's exactly I what mean, he said. So yes. many elite Joker <laughs> post-game quotes, press conference quotes. When that one person was asking him if he was excited about the parade. Right, when is it? When, when is parade? <laughs> when is parade? Thursday. Nah. nah no, I got to go I home. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I got to get up out of here. But, um, it's so horses. cool how little he cares. <laughs> I mean. He doesn't care. Cared about winning. Yeah. And like seeing uh i think it was part of sports center's coverage last night somebody got a great video of him and jamal murray embracing Ooh, yeah. on the court after yeah. they had won um showing their appreciation for one another yeah experiencing that moment of shared joy it was just it was so cool people who aren't you oh the nuggets aren't interesting those two star players those teammates who were both drafted into this team yeah. have suffered setback after setback mm-hmm. got close another setback to finally reach the mountaintop for the first time in the franchise's history is so cool um dave i know you wanted to touch on the where is joker yeah all-time yeah big men all-time conversation because people Correct. have been throwing that conversation around as the nuggets have made their way to this championship um i saw a really interesting graphic that Shaq actually posted on his instagram Shaq. uh brag's oh. pulling up for you right there so your top five i'm guessing kareem hakeem Shaq, wilt russ in bill russell in some order is it those five in, yeah, because Kareem, you also have Hakeem, David Robinson and Patrick Ewing on that graphic. Shaq, Will, Bill, yeah, those five. I don't have David Robinson or Ewing, right, uh, on mine. Uh, I have Moses Malone on mine. Okay, Th- that's the on that's the one I would replace with that. But I have Jokic seventh right now. Yeah, I, I have him over Ewing and I have him over David Robinson uh, right now. But yeah, Moses, Kareem, Hakeem, Shaq, Wilt, and Bill are the six that I have ahead of him because. I don't. I can't put Ewing there because he didn't rent. So yeah. that that kind of hurts. Never right even there. won an no MVP. MVP, right? None of those things because he played Durant Jordan. <laughs> but he he doesn't have those things, so I can't do it. David Robinson, you could definitely make the argument for for sure. You know, that's D. Rob. Two but, championships, right? An MVP, correct. a scoring title, correct. But when he was winning his championships, was he the best player on the team? I mean, I think even rookie Tim Duncan <laughs> was better than David Robinson. I mean, I in know, 99. I know, you know, he didn't win Finals MVP. I know that, and but then certainly, unquestionably, in oh, whatever the oh, uh, 03, yeah, the next one where shell- Robinson was yeah, there. I mean, shell- Admiral yeah. was. So, yeah. so for those reasons, like it's hard for me to not put Jokic ahead of you, especially when he's doing when you're reaching Wilt stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's a that's a rare air that he's reaching up there, man. And it wasn't just Wilt; it was like. Literally every game, it was he broke some record. Yeah, right. And it was and usually like, will. And, it, and, and like, like for the fourth quarter of every game, it was like, oh, here's Jokic's 16th rebound. He just right. broke this record. Right. Oh, right. here's his ninth assist. That's his. This. It's just like every yeah. moment of every game, he was breaking record. The, the like, DNVR right. crew took to just calling it not even Wilt. Right. Every time he did something, it and it was, was. right. Not it's even Wilt. Always. Not Wilt, even dog. Wilt did yeah. this. Like when you're in that air, dog. Like you're you're a special kind of basketball player. So back to back MVPs. You know, uh, uh, triple doubles just out of control. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's, it's ridiculous what he's done, you know, in this league in this amount of time. And he still has a lot of time left to do it again. Right. So they can, they can run this back next year, you know, and do it again. And then we'll be back having the same conversation again next year. And the thing that I've, I've seen a lot of people bring up is, look, if Jamal Murray does not tear his ACL. I mean, like, they were right there in the bubble. They were so close. They were there, man. That Lakers team was... Uh, determined yeah um but the people who were trying to make the argument that jamal murray was not that big of a difference maker and that the nuggets were not that good even when he God. would come back and get Did healthy people actually say that yeah, seriously. Oh, plenty of people like, trying to make that, that argument yeah don't talk to them starting point guard. Nick, <laughs> Nick Wright for one. and, and we only don't count the bubble because lebron won head 
He not had the Nuggets one. We would have counted it. Is that's just the point I'd like to make. You think so? Well, for me. Oh, for you. Because okay. <laughs> I'm a professional okay. hater. <laughs> a professional hater. This is why Bragg's the welcome to Matthew. I'm about to say welcome to Matthew Pack, sir. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to your friend. Oh. <laughs> so, go ahead. For me, I just think like. I, I think you probably do have to put him like sixth on that list or whatever. But I think the the more interesting question is how high can he climb? Because we we do this every year with mm-hmm. the like, you know, recency bias, reactive thinking, sure. overreacting, underreacting to things. Sure. Like all of a sudden people are talking about Jokic is a top 10 player of all time. And it's like statistically you've got an argument like skill wise. Sure. Maybe. But like every single person in the top 10 even probably top 15 has like multiple championships. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's, that's a tier you need to get to, to be yes. in that conversation. Correct. So yes, the nuggets could run it back for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I was talking to my friend Sam about this earlier today. And he was saying like, the nuggets are the only team that is not in shambles right now. Everybody else is like trying to figure out who they are, trying to figure out what they're doing this summer. There's going to be major trades. There's going to be draft picks mm-hmm. shuffling back and forth. Mm-hmm. The nuggets are secure in who they are. They're probably going to add and get better. Who knows what happens with like their mid-level exception, but like they are secure in who they are. Mm -hmm. They could absolutely run it back. And at that point, if it's two titles, two finals, MVPs, two MVPs, like then you start seeing them climb. And their starting five uh, from this playoff run, this title run are all locked up for next season. And I think most of them for the following season, they're all young. They're young. Bruce Brown is the one name that people are talking about as a potential departure, a potential loss for them. And he was huge for them in these playoffs, a great addition in the off season. Shout out to him. Um, but then he was, and maybe he was just caught up in the in the joy of the moment. But when he was asked about it post game, he was like, "I'm I'm coming back. Yeah, I won't come back. Seems comfortable. You Money know. ain't everything. It ain't comfort is important." Would he have said, "Yeah, I'm gone though"? Maybe not. If he was playing but on then, the Bulls, he would. <laughs> I mean, Bulls in the nineties, we, he would we, say that. <laughs> we saw we saw our pal Bobby Portis do that with that Bucks team that won he a did. chip. Yeah, he could have yeah. made much more money elsewhere. But he was like, "Nah, man, I'll yeah. I'll take a, a Milwaukee discount. This is true. Stay with this championship team. It's a newer kind of generation now, man. And you that's what, what happens when you're a really good team. You get yeah. those kind of players to mm-hmm. take discounts. And but I want to answer your question: How high can he go? I think three is the highest he can go. After I don't think he can go past Bill or Kareem. Okay. I don't think so. I can't see that, especially not correct. Right? I can't see that. But knowing I, you and understanding how much you respect Hakeem, mm-hmm. that says a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no question about it. Like you can't you can't deny the accolades that he could still get. You know what I mean? He still can get you like three more MVPs if you if possible. Like he's still in that realm of three more MVPs, a few more titles, a few more all NBAs, all-star game. Like he can re- and a bunch more records that mm-hmm. he can just completely obliterate. He can still do those things. So yeah, looking at it, you're like your ceiling, you can really be a top three center all time if we're gonna be real about these things. He really can do that. It reminds me a little bit of the Steph discourse like last year and like really through that whole Warriors run of like uh he's just like the best shooter of all time or like he's the best shooting point guard mm. and now it's like he's climbing up a little bit he's getting more like secure now can he be he, he could be but like kevin durant had that finals mvp so he can't be and then he gets his <laughs> next championship and he gets his finals mvp and it's like all right now he's but then all of a sudden it's like he's better than magic yeah and it's like what, what are saying. we doing here why yeah. can't we just like be normal and like do this the slow progress that it that is for most people like steph's probably <laughs> yeah, a top 10 wrote. player of all time mm. i think some people would argue it's not debatable. Some people would put him outside or just, mm-hmm. but it's like now he's like better than magic all of a sudden. Cause he won. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's the way that we kind of like go back and forth and we just like, can't find the middle on any of this stuff is kind of wild. No middle, to me. Will. Welcome to NBA Discord, my whole sir. point is that the Jokic stuff reminds me because it was like, Oh, well, you know, he's a, he's a stat patter. And then it's like, well, no, actually these triple doubles actually lead to wins in a way that it didn't <laughs> right. for other guys. Right. Seriously. And then it's like, Oh, well he's a great regular season player, but you can't win in the playoffs because people are just going to target him and pick and roll and you're going to mm-hmm. dice him up. And then mm-hmm. he's like guarding a ton of pick and roll and they win the championship. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, well, he's the greatest center of all yeah. time. And that's that's how it goes. Once Forgot, you knock down. Sorry, Kareem. Sorry, right. Bill Russell. <laughs> right. This, it, yeah. When people sorry, were saying I mean, that, I'm like, y'all got to chill like, on this greatest right. Right. stuff. But like, I mean, if he relax, on if that. this Nuggets core stays together and stays healthy and put together a few runs like this and which he they puts absolutely up, can, which they, they absolutely can. can and he does do it, it again next year. And by does it again, I mean, 600 more points, 269 more rebounds and 190 more assists. We're talking back to back titles. 
Hey, bro. Like, and yes. Then, then he starts to climb up and creep into that top five. Yeah. 100%. But there's a lot of time in between True. then and now. Oh, and no I question people, about it. People forget that. Um, no question about it. Before we move on to uh, the Heat and a little Jimmy Buckets talk and a little bit more of a Bulls fan's lens through these NBA finals, which we'll do after the break, anybody need more flowers given to them on this Denver Nuggets team? I wanted to give yeah. a quick shout out to Aaron Gordon, who, yes. holy shit, yes. he played some of the best defense I've ever seen him play. Yes. I, I saw anybody play in these NBA playoffs yeah. last night. Not just that one amazing like armpit block he had, <laughs> yeah. which was like, how did that? Happen? I don't know. <laughs> I, I watched it happen. And I was like, is Aaron Gordon 12 feet tall? How did that just happen? Compared to Gabe Vincent, but yes. So yes, correct. he saved so many points yeah. on what could have been and should have been transition buckets for the Heat because he was just a one-man wrecking crew of transition defense. Yeah in ways that were very impressive to me to watch. Yeah, several things, and I'll make them quick. But, yes, Aaron Gordon is definitely one I wanted to give a shout-out to. Shout-out to my main man, Ish Smith, for hey. getting the title. Y'all know I love some Ish Finally Smith. got a title. Shout-out to him for getting that. Shout-out to Mike Malone, not only for winning the title, but for doing what I wanted Spolster to do, which was empty the clip. When you saw that that Bam Adebayo started working Jeff Green, mm -hmm. like, nope, you getting your ass work. What did he do? Hey, DeAndre Jordan, dust them cobwebs off that jersey. Get your ass in the game. And all I needed was five minutes from him. And what did he do? Rebound, block, two point. Like, that's it. That's all I needed from him from DeAndre Jordan, man. Brilliant coaching decision saying, oh, you all struggle with centers. Mm -hmm. Let me get a center in here. Do something with this. Love the fact if, it, if we were giving out good of the night for Denver. DeAndre yeah. Jordan would have got my goon of the night for doing what Barely he did. Barely played right in his playoffs. Barely played. Barely played this whole year. Barely played this whole year, but was completely impactful when he got in that game, man. Definitely helped stem the tide a little bit for that squad because they were going on a nice run uh, when Bam Adebayo realized Jeff Green was in on him. Shout out to Jeff Green for doing what he did, for getting a ring for we not even knowing he was going to play basketball again mm -hmm. for the heart condition that right, he dealt yeah. with to turn around and become an NBA champion. Shout out to him for that, man. And just shout out to everybody in Denver and the whole DNVR crew, man. Uh, I know that's Raphael in the comments said DJ got a ring before CP3 did. Dude, that's the sixth mm. time I've seen that today. Six. Now that is my <laughs> kind of petty, Six. ladies and gentlemen. And all of them have come from people who I know who hate Chris Paul. <laughs> they all have sent me so, this stuff. So, everyone? Every, well, not everyone. I got some friends that love him. Shout uh, out my man, Just Blaze. Shout out me. also to our friend, Manuel, who popped back in with a super chat saying, hey guys, sorry about an absent, you know, work, but hype for the offseason no matter what we do it's going to be different vibes and a different year let's go hope yes, sir. comes back his production is underrated Manuel come on man will in here appreciate super chat man well always appreciate the love we've been missing that glad yes. you pop back in all right we gotta, i don't want to listen to me we gotta take a break we'll come back we'll dive into <laughs> well. jimmy and the heat culture Ooh. that uh bowed out in five last night want to see some hate brags let's, get ready let's have because <laughs> this let's guy have some fun with that conversation this guy brags oh it's coming oh it's on the way uh while we're sharing these words from our friends and sponsors do us a quick easy favor hit that like button looks like a thumb pointed in the upward direction Right underneath the video here. Helps us out a lot. Pointing uh, out the direction. That's what he said? That's, it looks like this. <laughs> okay, thanks. Just in case people were unclear. <laughs> also, make sure you're subscribed to our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Big oh. Dave, who do we have first? Oh, man. Well, you know, baby Joey was at the game. Oh. Uh, last night. Soaking up those party vibes. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what he was doing, but he sent me a video of him driving a car that Aaron Gordon was sitting out the back of. Oh, man. So, you know, I have saw a baby video of him in the locker room with champagne. You saw baby Joey in the locker yeah. room? I with saw champagne? Video. I saw a video of it. Oh, man. Now, see, he don't roll like that. He don't Ski like goggles being on and everything. Video. He don't like being on he video. He's even underage. That's why he don't like being around that. He don't like being around that. It, but he was yeah. spraying it. Okay, he said he was spraying with, it with He's the still ski up. goggles. <laughs> Hasn't gone to bed yet. Listen, I ain't gonna put you out there like that, baby Joey. I know, <laughs> I know you're under 21. I don't want to do that to you, bro. I ain't gonna do that. But that's what the goats say. But I know baby Joey is happy. He's having a good time out in Denver. I don't know if he slept. So I do know one thing. He got some shady rays on his face, boy, oh. because them eyes are red because he's Happy. out there. Happy. And when he put them on his face, he said they never understood. Never understood ever. They ain't get it. Why? Why? With my mama. Why? Back at me. All these glasses so damn expensive. 
Why do I have to pay all this money to put on premium polarized shades on my face at an affordable price? You know who heard you? Shady Rays. They heard you loud and clear. They said, we don't like it neither. They're an independent sunglasses company that offers that world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your beautiful face. Durable frames, extremely clear optics for your outdoor, and as this awesome gentleman of face proves, your indoor adventures. And, of course, they have the Matt Peck lost and broken replacements plan. There it is. Down. Out of anger, he tossed that. Or out of joy, we don't know. But it's been tossed, and glasses were on it, and they broke. Oh, no. But guess what? He realizes he could send those broken glasses right back to Shady Rays, and brand new pair right back on his face doing what he wants to do. And also, let's say you saw the goat out there doing what he does. And you said, damn, them glasses look good on the go. I want those exact pair of glasses. And then you get home and put them on. And then you say, wait a minute, I don't look like the goat. You know why? Because you ain't. It's only one. But you can send those pairs back in and get the frames that you will truly love sent right back to you, y'all. As long as you do it within 30 days, it is free. There's no risk when you shop. And they always have your back. So, scoopsy for our listeners out there. Shady Rays giving away the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com, use the code CHGO, get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. And try by yourself. The shades that are rated five star of over 250,000 people. Because the Shady Rays, where the Rays are oh so shady. Today's show also brought to you by... Lewis University. Hey, Lewis. At Lewis University, many of their students are adults just like you. Everybody watching, <laughs> except for maybe Joey. Many of these students. Many have full-time jobs and or families. Yes. All of them chose Lewis, by me. Lewis's supportive educational community to <laughs> help make their transition back to school as easy as possible and earn a respected degree. Located just 35 miles southwest of Chicago in Romeoville, it's Shout ranked out. as one of the U.S. News and World Report's top-tier colleges. I'm like Lewis partners with numerous employers for tuition discounts and offers evening courses, online courses, and blended schedule formats to help you balance your work life, your family life, and furthering your education. Mm-hmm. Faculty bring real-world experience and instruction to the classroom, which is immediately relevant to your career. They offer career support and academic resources for all adults. Whether you're looking to complete your bachelor's or master's degree or enroll in a professional certificate program, Lewis has the right program for you. They offer several career-focused programs that will send you that will set you up for success: uh, criminal justice, data science, computer science, software engineering, cybersecurity, business analytics, finance, MBA, project management, and more. more? So here's what you do: discover how a degree from Lewis can help you build a better world. Learn more at lewisu.edu/slash. You can do this. One more time. That's lewisu dot edu slash you can do this all night long because you can all right guys let's talk about the, the team that came out on the losing side of the nba finals also shout out to will go golly hate to tell you never wrong hate to tell you. nuggets in five mm-hmm. i was too mean to the heat dave was too kind to the heat four <laughs> six will got it right nuggets in five mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle somewhere in the middle um jimmy butler mm-hmm I'm just going to enjoy this. Yeah, let me go first. You want to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let go you first. go last because I know where you're going. So I, I, was, mean, I was just going to rattle off his stat please line. Please do. No, just, no, go ahead. Just for no, now. Rattle off the stat line. Do you think? 21 points on 5 of 18. Mm-hmm. Other than a little mini burst in the fourth quarter, it was going to be like 2 for 14. It was 2, oh. yeah, it was two of 12 at one Yeah. Point. Uh, oh. And uh, <laughs> Yuck. that's that 21 points on 5 of 18. Credit to him for that little... One man run. Sure, they gave the, the that gave the Nuggets a little bit of a scare at the end of this game. Yeah, spurt. Twenty one points, five of eighteen. Yeah, he he was trash. Like that's just simply what it was. He was pure trash. And I think what highlights it more is because they needed him to not be that, and they needed him to just be you know the guy that we had saw in the first round of the playoffs. They needed one of those kind of games, and we never really saw that Jimmy Butler again after the first round. Um, he was unreal <laughs> in that first round. Like, let's just call it what it is. He was special stuff. Shot, what, 50, oh, I'm sorry, 60% from the field. Unheard of stuff, right? Round two, 43. Conference finals, 42. 
Next round, 39. So it was a steady decline as mm-hmm. far as, you know, his percentages from the field. He still was definitely contributing. The man won the MVP of the Eastern Conference playoffs. So obviously he was still contributing out there for their team. And they wouldn't be there without Jimmy Butler. Like, let's just get that clear. But we got to call it what it is, man. He was terrible. It's that simple. In the plus minus, Matt, uh, Will, Jimmy Butler was in the plus one time this series. Wow. And that was game two when they game won. Two. He was a plus they three. They lost like all the games by <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's hard to be in. that's what i'm saying but you still have to be the dude yeah bottom line you're the guy you still got to be the guy he was a plus three in in that victory that they had and that was it but he was not the jimmy butler that everybody kind of has seen mm-hmm. everybody has kind of hyped him to be or wanted him to be on, on those kind of things he just he didn't have it man and i don't know what it was you know maybe it just ran its course um, maybe just was tired. After you know? the ankle injury in that Knicks game, I think he really started to decline. And People just, were definitely really hypothesizing just, if he was just playing with a really bad, badly sprained ankle in the uh, you know the back three playoffs. I mean, but still, but still out there doing like you it. Gotta, you still have to get out there and do. I mean, it's th- sprained ankle notwithstanding, still giving you twenty four points. You know, doing it like that, and everybody still showing you that kind of love. You know, nobody was talking about an ankle then. You know, like I'm, I'm not going to talk about an ankle now because you came up and came up short uh, on the other end of this. So he just didn't play well. And the ankle had nothing to do with the turnovers that I saw him make at the end of the game. Those are terrible decisions. Had nothing to do with the three pointer I saw him take at the end of the game. That's a terrible decision. He just really made bad decisions down the stretch uh, for his team. Now, again, they don't get there without Jimmy Butler. You don't get here without him. Certainly not. The dude balled for this team. We saw it happen, man. But you, I call it what it is because we're just talking specifically about this game, man. And actually, in his series, he wasn't great. But this game, he just really did not have it. And he tried, I'm sure. You saw him out there trying to put forth his best effort. But he just didn't have it uh, for him. And a lot of people were expecting him to do it. And he came up short for him, bro. He did. And, and the 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 run he made where he scored like 13 straight points for the Heat in the mm-hmm. fourth or whatever it was is in itself very impressive mm-hmm. and almost allowed the Heat to seal this game. Mm-hmm. But I, watching the first three quarters of this game, thought to myself countless times, that's a mid-ranger that Jimmy Buckets, playoff Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy G Buckets, takes yeah. and makes. Yeah. Did you guys know What I'm used that, to like, seeing. His... He like passed he just, up a lot of shots. He passed up a lot of shots. Sons. Number one, and you have to credit Jokic for this, but like, and it and wasn't just Jimmy, but like there were times when guys would drive to the rim and Jokic would be there. And it's like, Jokic is not supposed to be like this rim protecting center that you like can't finish over the top. Like, mm-hmm. they, but nobody would try to attack him. And like I said, credit to Jokic for like deterring a bunch of shots before they even happen. Sure. But it was just surprising to me. Gabe Vincent, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy, Caleb Martin, all those guys just like didn't take shots. And the other thing with Jimmy that I thought was weird was at a certain point in this series, he started falling forward on his jump shots mm-hmm. instead of like the straight up and down or slight fade that he normally does. Mm-hmm. And it just looked so uncomfortable. Like yeah. he just, I, I think saying he played like trash is not fair considering how much he did defensively and how much he did facilitating he had one game in this entire series where he had more than one turnover he had like over 25 usage he's like dominating the ball he's running the offense and he's guarding jamal murray for 40 plus minutes so i think like to say he played like trash is a little unfair Mm -hmm. Uh, he also got to the line a ton but he shot the ball really poorly and i think he passed up a ton of shots that he needed to take he was not the like dominant one-on-one scorer that they really needed him to be so what verb would you use outside of trash um i don't know just something not as extreme i thought he was bad yeah right you'll take bad see i say not good enough that's that's where i get hung up on jimmy um and yes, Petty Peck loved every second of watching him lose last night because that's who I am. And it's not as much about Jimmy hate as it is heat hate. Once Jimmy went to the, it's like I didn't bask in the glory of his losses when he played for Minnesota as much or that Philly year as much. No, I freaking hate the heat, goddammit. And now basically because of double agent D. Wade, Jimmy has gone there and made it his home and heat culture and all I freaking hate it. I'm a Bulls fan, first and foremost, now and always. So, oh, Jimmy's got a Heat jersey on? To hell with that. I'm not going to be our producer, Steven, rocking a Jimmy Heat jersey at the office because I'm a Jimmy Butler fan before I'm a fan of any team. All right. No. 
Long way of saying, mm-hmm. um, when, and, and this is stuff that like our pal Mark K, big Jimmy guy himself, was, was ranting about on Twitter last night when he was making fun of me for being petty. <laughs> the, the, these like, oh my gosh, Jimmy exceeds these, these wildest expectations for people who just see him as like, oh, he's a pretty good player, mm-hmm. but then want to put that superstar label on him. Mark right. wants to put that top 10 player label on him. So if that's the label on this player and he shoots five of 18 in a win or seasons over game, yeah, we're going to call you out for being trash in that game. That means everything. You can't have it both ways, Jimmy Stans. Can't have it both ways, God facts. damn it. These are facts, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's exactly how I feel. As it, I mean, that exactly how I feel. the hot throw graphic. Yes. Shout out to you, Braggs. Yeah. <laughs> if Braggs, you're going to be that guy. Braggs is ready now. That you're going to be playing. going to be that. Slow down. He didn't even move. Look at him. He's like, nope, not sure, moving. You know I'm standing right here, man. Not going to do it. But that, that was that's what I've been arguing with my brother all day long because he's a big Jimmy guy. He's a Jimmy Stan. Like, like I'm like, bro, like you're you're somewhere else right now, man. But he's a Jimmy. But that's the point I'm arguing, dog. Like, I, if you're deserving of the praise, yes, give that man the praise. I he ball, he did his thing. But when you don't, you're deserving of the criticism at the same time. And it's not hate. It's literally the truth. Yeah. I'm just like, dude. Shout out to you, Vincent, uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you're watching or listening to today's show, he called me out for being disrespectful. Disrespectful. And I was like, so apparently it's disrespectful to call somebody out for having a bad game now? Dude, you had, had a terrible that's, game. That's soft. I'm like, sorry, that's freaking soft. It wasn't on point, dog. Like, I just, no, I'm not with it at all, man. Like, if you're going to be playoff Jimmy, if you're going to be Jimmy Jordan, yeah. if you're going to be all these things, dog, then I'm going to call you Jimmy Bridesmaid when you come up short. <laughs> that's just what it is, bro. So that's just what it is. You 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 can't be that guy because being the guy means you come with a certain rocks that you're going to get thrown at you. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be that dude. Be whack. But doesn't there have to you. be a, a level of perspective to it? Because they're an eight seed that got in from yeah, the playing game. We just said, game. we gave him right. the props. Like, right. I, gave, I said that at the beginning. It's an I unbelievable give him the props. run. He Incredible. Ru- he ran out of gas is Incredible. really what it is. Yeah. Ap- don't disagree with you at all but i'm still are you still not mad at your car when it I mean, runs out of gas i know i am Giannis yeah, hurt nicks mid as hell boston choked but see, yeah give, that's, give that's, the heat all the credit in the world now that's petty. <laughs> now that's petty. you see that's me you see the difference hater. you see the difference man, there's a, i got a lot you know to strive for in this there you, yeah, you gotta learn man. There are always to learn. more he levels bask. of petty that you can reach brad <laughs> he bask in the rays of the petty i shall teach you young man Um, I mean, my my whole thing with it, though, is like, I think, and I'm not like just directing it at you. Like, I know it's tweeting at you today because I was giving you a hard time and because we're friends. But like, I think there are a lot of Bulls fans that were like rooting for him to lose, Mm -hmm. which is something that I just like, I can't understand because I think it's, it's just strange to me that like, he, he already got there. Like, at, to, at a certain point, he's playing with house money. And it reminds me of, like, that whole discourse after the Bucks lost in the first round and Eric Name asked Giannis, was this season a failure? Mm-hmm. And I think, like, if you just think about it black and white, did you win the championship or not? Like, sure, maybe that's a failure. But I think you have to put some context into it. And so when you think about it with context, the Bucks were the number one seed. They have a multi-time MVP. They had a chance to win the title this year. They were, the, like I said, number one seed. They were expected to be a really good and competitive high-level competition team. And they didn't make it that far. Mm-hmm. They failed in the first round. And I think that's mm-hmm. different than being a team that was not expected to accomplish much Correct. coming into the season, that didn't accomplish much during the season, and then went on this run and got to that point. So for me, for like a lot of the Bulls fans that are upset, um, or that are, I should say that are happy that Jimmy failed like to me him getting there was the success and so whether or not he had a bad game and he definitely did uh in certain aspects of the game like I said I think he was still really good at facilitating minus for the one turnover that he had late in the game right the only turnover in that game um and shooting poorly like I think for for a guy that's been to the finals now twice who's been at the Eastern Conference three times if you're a fan of a team that has missed the playoffs all but one year in the six years since he's been gone. Like, I just don't see how you can make that criticism. And that's, you know, the other important context, I think, is when you're talking about, well, wow, like credit the Heat and eight seed doing this. 
uh, they also play a style that's not particularly pretty modern basketball. And so people think of them as a scrappy team that wins with will and fight and whatever adjective you want to use. <laughs> so that plus the eight seed, I think, helped fuel this narrative yeah. of this underdog story this year. And as you just brought up, dude, this team, very much similar core, like lost P.J. Tucker in the offseason. But this team was one made shot away for being in the finals last year. Hmm. Like, okay, yes, they were an eighth seed, but no, they just yeah, were a team exactly. that dealt with injuries and this and that and didn't have a great regular season. If you say they overachieved in the playoffs, you also have to acknowledge that they totally underachieved in the regular, in the regular season. season. Correct. Yeah. And like, I think to, to bring it back to the Bulls, like if that's the argument for keeping this team together, like fine, but that's the history that you're talking about here. You're talking about conference finals last year conference finals two years ago including a finals run like that's a different story than a team that's made the playoffs one time mm-hmm. a group that's made the playoffs together one time and has one playoff win right it's a completely different story so um i just think that like a lot of people defend the jimmy butler trade and we don't have to like relitigate the whole thing thank you but a lot of people defend it because they say like well the bulls never would have put a team around him that was good enough so you may as well trade him and like to me that's just like the total wrong way to think about it because you look at this team, it's a bunch of undrafted guys that granted the Heat developed into really good players. Yes, they do. And now they're good players. Like the undrafted thing, I, I also think falls into that sort of uh, that piece of that narrative that you're just talking about that really like fueled mm-hmm. this whole thing about them like overachieving. Like those guys are good players, but they're not like he, he's not playing on a team with a bunch of stars. Right. And I think that's admirable, but I also think it speaks to how good he is. Because right. he can take you there. And even though he did not play his best basketball, even at all during the second or third or finals, the second series, right. third series or finals, um, he's still the number one guy on a team that has gone to the finals twice. Yeah. And like for Bulls fans, you should be pretty thrilled if your team has making it that far because right now you have one win since he left. See, I disagree with all of that. That last part is what I don't like at all. Because when you're bringing up Bulls saying, well, your team isn't good enough just because this team is being successful and that's why you shouldn't go after them. You could say that about the Bears and the Packers all day long. You don't like that team because you don't like that team. It has nothing to do with nothing else other than they just don't like the heat. If they don't like the heat, then they don't like the heat, bro. But like, that's separate that than what I've, a lot of what I've heard, which you is know, that they're... But, you can't, but I, don't, I don't like saying, well, dude, your team only has one playoff win, so you can't say anything. Like, I don't like that narrative, bro. Like, I don't even think that's a fair narrative because you're not, it has nothing to do with you. Like, you're talking about the team that just played in the finals. You're happy that that team lost because for whatever reason, you're just happy that that team lost. To bring it back and compare it to, to what you're dealing with, I don't, I don't think it's a fair thing to do. It's just a rivalry thing. Like, I don't care what if the Pistons lose or the Knicks lose, I'm going to celebrate it. <laughs> like, period, point blank. Like, I hate the Knicks. Like, I don't care. If you, if you tell me about their better season or whatever, I don't give a damn. They lost, I'm joyful. Has nothing to do with the Bulls winning one. Well, your team won one. Well, that has nothing to do with any of it. Like, I don't like them. Like, that's just really that simple. That's fair. But my point is that I've seen a lot of it directed specifically at Jimmy. And Jimmy is on the Heat, but he is not the Heat. And I think for a player yeah, is, to take you that bro. far, any – like and to say that that's failure or to like uh celebrate him losing because you say that's failure like if the bulls had made it that far whether it was with jimmy or not as a play-in team that underachieved in the regular season that would have been a successful season Mm -hmm. i think that's different context than where the bucks were and so i think it's unfair to to call or to celebrate that failure but the thing to call it like i i hear that point but the thing of it is jimmy doesn't look at it that way himself like, for him, it's a failure because he didn't win. So when he looked – like, even when they won the Eastern Conference uh, Championship, he said, I don't even want to touch that trophy because I want to touch the other one. Like, he, that's not his goal. That wasn't him. For him, it's a failure. It's a, like, dude, and he's a leader of the team. So if he's looking at it that way, how can you not? Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I think if you're a fan of a team that goes that far mm-hmm. and your team does not go that far, like, I would have been happy – if it was my team that went that far. And yes. He's, and he's yes. clearly a guy that can take you there. Oh, that we would have been happy point. if the Bulls went right. seven. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like, the yes. Bulls. I hear you. And Jimmy is a guy that can the, take you there. The mm-hmm. thing that uh, I find amusing. And also, he's not the best player in the league. Like, he no. ran into a team that was just straight up better than him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not saying, like, Jimmy is the GOAT and, like, all this stuff. Like, I'm not even. I just think it's 
it would have been great had the Bulls made it that far. Mm-hmm. And I think it's clear that they haven't in a while. It, like, they haven't, but also that Jimmy was a guy that could take sure. that far. And revisionist history, was it wrong of the Bulls to make that trade and give up on building around Jimmy? Yeah, probably. I think evidence has shown at this point that they would have probably more playoff appearances and maybe deeper playoff runs had they kept Jimmy and built around him than what they've done in the meantime in reality. But that doesn't mean, the depending on where the Bulls are right now, which looks worrisome and kind of stuck, compared to what Jimmy did for that team, if I want to enjoy the fact that that team that's not my team lost, I'm going to do that. And, I, and it has nothing, in my opinion, to do with where the Bulls are right now. Because that's what Mark kept coming back at, with, at me on Twitter last night. He was like, oh, yeah, go ahead and enjoy this, you Jimmy hater. Look where the Bulls are. And I was like, I don't give a crap. <laughs> right here in this moment, I don't give a, I'm an NBA fan watching the finals, and I'm also a Bulls fan now and always. He's not wearing a Bulls jersey. And the Nuggets better? What? And the Nuggets better? What do you mean? Did you bet on the Nuggets to win the championship? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Did you win some money? I did. I did too. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I did not. I, I really wanted the, you know, the Joker triple double bet to cash as well. Okay. Just, you know, in the clinching game, but uh-huh. only had four assists last I had night. And Nuggets plus 2,000 before the season started. I'm very proud of that. Oh, look at this man. <laughs> I'm very proud of that. Listen to the GOAT, ladies and gents. Listen to him. Uh, yeah, no. Put beginning $10, of, beginning on of the season, I put bets on Bucks and Warriors, and that's what I thought finals would be uh but then when the playoffs started i put money on the yeah. nuggets i'm so glad i'm not a big gambler man i would have spent uh all right we gotta take one more break we'll come back to wrap up with money to blow <laughs> one of the architects of that championship nuggets team bulls vp arturis karnashovis uh we'll get to that coming up next uh hit that thumbs up if you haven't already hit it boom looks like that big dave who do we got you know what it looks like yeah it looks like that now that's a thumbs up you see that that's a thumbs up, ladies and gents. All right. I learned Ow. that at <laughs> Lewis, Lewis University. University. Lewis University. <laughs> you can do it all night long. <laughs> Goose Island Beer Company, y'all. Woo. Oh, we love beer. We do. Beer's an awesome thing. Love it. Beer's a cool thing. Brad, you like beer? <laughs> I'll take that, that as a yes. Question? yes. <laughs> I'll take yes. that as a yes, then, that he must like beer. I'll assume that. Kev, you like beer? Kev says yes. He likes beer as well. Thumbs up. So, yes. And the beer that we enjoy is from the Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer, since 1988. That was the Jordan year. Mm. Goose Island came out during the Jordan year. If you want to know what Jordan year is, just ask me. I will tell you. It was a perfect season is what it was. I mean, it had a perfect season. Well, perfect-ish. Cause then when the title. No, no title. Yeah, no title. No title. No title. Goose Island IPA is what they got. The six-time medal winner at the Great American Beer Fest. The Tropical Beer Hug. They got the 312 Wheat Ale. And, of course, the Peck and Dave approved Full Pocket Pills. Mm. The Full Pocket Pills. Delicious. Everyday beer. It's what the brewers and the people who drink what the brewers brew are drinking. So, grab yourself an Ultra Fresh Brewery Exclusive. I always struggle with that. Brewery Exclusive. Brewery. Brewery. That's a, a tongue favorite. Brewery favorite brew. Exclusive Beers. So the rural Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> At the original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in West Town. Goose Island Beer Company, y'all, is Chicago's beer and the true taste of Chicago. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at ComEd. The energy efficiency program from ComEd is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, helping manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. That's right, ComEd offers a wide variety of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their vast territory. Comet also offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities like for HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, and industrial processes. Now, Goat, you're probably thinking to yourself right now, well, that sounds great, Peck, but how the heck does it work? How the heck does it work? Simple as the Nuggets Championship, man. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects they can start working on right away. Mm. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback plans. Mm. If you own a business, one, good for you, two. Don't wait. (laughs) Get started. Saving money and energy 
energy today. For energy-saving tips, lighting incentives, or to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com slash poweringbiz. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Was that comed.com slash poweringbiz? That's correct. Go comed.com slash poweringbiz, B-I-Z, biz. Schedule your appointment today. You know who could probably do with a free facility assessment? Who that is? Bulls Vice President Arturis Karnaschovas. Mm. It seems like something he might be find useful right now. Our building, baby. He needs some kind of assessment. The man needs an assessment of some kind. Mm. Um, I wanted to spend the last part of our show today talking about what AK built with this Nuggets team. What AK didn't build, i.e. what changes and tweaks to this championship quality roster were made after he left and took our Bulls job. Mm. And what that might say about the decisions facing him this offseason to try and improve this team somehow. So basically, it's simple. Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Three, two star core pieces yes. and an additional core piece. Yes. All drafted while AK was a part of that Nuggets front office. Yes. Other pieces like, say, Aaron Gordon, who's been massive for them. Mm-hmm. Bruce Brown, Big acquisition. Cadavius Caldwell Pope and that trade that they made Big one. Uh, for sending away Monte Morris and Will Barton, who mm-hmm. used to be staples of this Nuggets team. Those moves made after AK left. What, uh, what level of credit, if any, does AK deserve for the portion of this Nuggets team that just won a championship? And also Christian Brown. Christian Brown. Draft pick after him. Draft pick who played big minutes as a rookie yeah. in playoff games. Drafted after AK's departure. I don't know enough about AK's time to properly answer you on that question. Um, what I do know is he was a part of it as far as the draft. Everything I've read and everything I've heard, and you correct me on this, please, but everything I've read and everything I've heard stated that he was an integral part in getting those those players uh, to Denver as far as uh, Jokic and Murray and Michael Porter Jr. were concerned. So knowing that he was that involved with the main, <laughs> they're basically their big three, even though I think Eric Gordon is more so that than uh, MPJ, but him being involved with the biggest dog in the yard and then the second biggest dog in your yard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give him the, all the credit he deserves. I don't know what they got to do with, you know, what we're doing here, but as far as that, yes. From what I've heard and everything I've seen, He's supposed to get his credit for getting those guys. And whoever gets the credit, everybody should get credit for Yogi, who was involved in that, all right? Mm-hmm. This is the second-round pick finger in the Taco Bell commercial who turned into what could arguably be a top-three center all time. So that's incredible, you know? It's just like I feel about Jimmy Butler, whoever's involved with that, give them all the credit in the world because that's arguably the greatest uh, uh, for late first-round pick ever. 30th, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you can argue that. So, yeah, give him all the credit he deserves for being involved uh, in that as far as helping them build a champion. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible to know what goes on in the inner workings of these organizations. Like you said, everybody's touching it, so, like, you have to give credit where it's due, but you also have to, like, you know, give blame where it's due. Sure. Um, AK, I'm just looking at his Wikipedia right now. He, on July 16th, 2013, he became the assistant manager of the Nuggets, Um, And then when Tim Conley um, and then later in 2017, he became their general manager. So in 2017, he obviously got some more responsibilities Um, in that year. They had already drafted Murray. Mm -hmm. They had already drafted Jokic. Mm -hmm. Um, They had already traded for uh, Nurkic and Gary Harris from the Bulls. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that year they drafted Donovan Mitchell and traded him to the Jazz. Mm -hmm. Next year, Michael Porter at 13 and then... Uh, I believe that was, yeah, no pick in 2019. So that was, Mm -hmm. and then 2020, he came to the Bulls. So, I mean, if you just look at it by year of like when he was the GM who they drafted, Jokic wasn't necessarily part of that. Mm -hmm. But obviously he was super involved in the building of that organization and drafting Jokic obviously has the European ties. At the end of the day, though, my point is that like we can't know who did what. Mm -hmm. Like he may have been advocating for a certain guy. All these guys have a say and it's, you know, it's a group decision. Um, so you have to give him credit. But like you said, Matt, a lot of the guys were brought in that kind of made this version of it work. Right. That was Calvin Booth. Like a lot of these fringe roster pieces yeah. that ended up being big, important, there to play a role right. and embraced that role. Right. Role players. Those guys all came from Calvin Booth's decision making. That's true. Um, 
as far as AK, uh, Gio in the comments said, I hope AK can build uh, towards a Denver-like constructed roster that brings the Bulls into the modern era of basketball. That's the other thing that I find interesting is if there's Ooh, any correlation as far as style of roster building. Mm-hmm. Because what the Nuggets have done here and started doing when AK was an assistant GM and then their GM is build a core of players through the draft who you develop, who turn into stars, some of them anyway, and then find the right pieces to go around them. AK came to Chicago, took a shortened season look at what he inherited, and blew it the hell up. (laughs) Other than Zach Levine and Kobe White. It's true. In less than a year, basically, he overturned the entire roster, save Zach and Kobe, and then made aggressive trades, aggressive signing trades. The coaching. And... Turning over a coaching staff with that. Thank you. That's it. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I just, I just skated right past that, assuming <laughs> yeah. it was a given. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when some players oh were God. convinced Do I? that the new front office Do wasn't I? gonna fire? <laughs> you know who? Do and I? I, was, I had to talk them all off the ledge every day. That's all like, we did. What insane person <laughs> like, would come in and be about? like? This is our guy. Just keep that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We need him around right there. The punch clock. But we love it. It's interesting because, like, people kept uh, in the weeks leading through the conference finals and the finals, and the story of this Nuggets team, the people who actually paid attention and cared about it, was a team that many people were asking, you know, fire the coach, the whole, like, Teflon Mike thing with, mm-hmm. you know, Mike Malone, and, and maybe they should have traded Jamal Murray at some point, and they could have had an opportunity to trade Jamal Murray and didn't. And what's been what finally worked with Denver with this core of players continuity mm. and simultaneously Bulls fans over here in Chicago are like oh dear god I hear the word continuity from AK and I have a gross heart attack because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not buying it but like you, you will you and I were chatting about this today before our show like continuity with that Nuggets team tweaking some things on the fringes great and same with the heat same with the heat, same with the heat yeah continuity with what the Bulls have right now different story yeah because one they they haven't decided to build around their best player right yet you know what I mean? they, they gave it a shot with Lonzo and DeMar and like that but then during the season it became very blurred you know who that guy was between DeMar and between Zach and Zach is the one you need to build around but that's that's uh different but yeah like I don't think he'll do anything differently um here than he did there he obviously likes the continuity he likes those guys, you know what I'm saying, uh, that no one's really looking at or has really heard of. Hence, Marco <laughs> getting signed like that. Hence, Dale and Terry, another guy uh, getting signed at that uh, 18th pick. So he's been par for the course as far as how he handles it. What hasn't been was believing in something that everybody can see isn't working like three-point shooting and the saying that this we don't need this we got this already that's where i draw the line you know what i'm saying as far as belief because you're looking at something that nobody's seeing because everything backs up to say that that was trash and now you make the decision like you know it was trash let's go get a shooting you know, let's get a shooting coach out here and do those kind of things so yeah man like it's, it's going to be just interesting Honestly, it's just the Bulls have a real weird offseason. And follow what this guy is writing and saying about this Bulls offseason because it's incredibly informative. Um, but, yeah, man, like I don't, I don't know where they go from here. I'm just sitting here to watch it and enjoy it, hopefully enjoy it, and critique it when, when it goes down. Yeah, I think, like, the idea or the argument for continuity makes sense for some groups but not others. Um, and, and here's why. Like. Ooh. Let's go. The Heat, like we talked about, had been to the conference finals for three out of four years. Mm -hmm. They've been to the finals twice. They have better best players than the Bulls do. Mm -hmm. All due respect. Like, Jimmy's better than DeMar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jokic is better than Vooch. Like, they have better best players. And so when you have that proof of concept, and I know the Bulls had it while Lonzo was ready or while he was playing, you can't bank on that anymore. And so I think the argument for continuity just doesn't hold up for a team that's made the playoffs one time mm-hmm. that has one playoff win to show for it. It's just, it's a different conversation. And even still you're building, like I said, your best players aren't as good. You're building like a worse version of those teams. And that would be great if you like consistently made the second round right. and were competitive there. But again, yeah. you've made the playoffs one out of three years, basically. True. Um, you know, they just started trying in that second 
the second half of the first season when they made the trade for Vooch and missed the playoffs then. So I, I get it. There's something to be said for continuity, and I think it does work for teams, but there, it has to be warranted by the talent and by the proof of concept, and I don't think the Bulls are at that point. Maybe they prove me wrong next year and everybody's healthy and they overachieve and they look a lot better and then it like makes more sense. But just based on what we've seen, I don't think that's true. And I don't see a world where things start to get better now that guys are older, now that guys are going to play less games probably. Like, I mean, you can't play more than 82 like Vooch did this year. Right. Uh, St. Patrick, Zach played 77. Like, it's just, it's difficult for me to envision the the pathway for them to be better with the same group mm. on top of that like you said with the shooting and with the the defense and the switchability like these are all things that this these teams added over time implemented whether it's stylistic to their offense the way that the heat run all these dribble handoffs and get into threes that way or the nuggets spacing it out with three and d wings like bruce brown and kcp and um and and eric and gordon it's just it's a different thing and I think you also have to then factor in the draft picks, the development, and the money for free agents. Like, mm-hmm. the Bulls aren't in a position to be able to add talent that way. Mm-hmm. And I think we've talked about this before, too. I think the blow it up is an easy cop out. Like, we don't have to be sitting here worried about tickets at the gate or jerseys sold or money that comes in that way. But for me, it's just hard to believe how you get to the next level with a certain group given where you are with draft picks, with money, with mm. age, with health. Um, it just, and like I said, these guys are smarter than I am. Maybe they figure it out. I just don't see it. Mm. And it's interesting that you <clears throat> ended on that thought because I see examples every day, sometimes more than once a day, of people within this fan base who are convinced after a few years on the job and the way that this season ended that AK doesn't have a single brain cell in his head. That's just... <laughs> Which is just what I find frustrating yeah. from some, some members of this Bulls fan base. Like, we're all fans. We're all on the same team. Yeah. We're all rooting for the same team, right? Yeah. Has AK made some questionable decisions that have led him into a pretty dark corner right now? Yes. Yes. But at least he was bold um, in some decisions, and maybe some of it backfired. And, and again, like... Lonzo... I, I mean, I guess it's a calculated for risk that? because he was a player with an injury history. <laughs> how are you playing for that? What are you going to do? Tough. Like, not try? Yeah. Like, you have to. That's what the old front office did was not try. Enjoy and that. I, and I respect <laughs> the way that they did it. Like, it did work for a period of time. But I, again, Beautiful. I think it's it's reassessing things, taking an honest mm. stock of like where you are now. Right. And trying to figure out to how to pivot. Because keep trying. Continuing to. Do the same thing and expecting a different result is the definition, is the definition of, insanity. of insanity. Correct. The Mundo will go, Gottlieb. You know, the Nuggets, good team, made some tweaks, became a great team. Mm-hmm. And some of them were more than tweaks. Yes. Like Monte Morris and Will Barton. There's yeah. like, no, no, no. We just, we figured out this isn't what we need. Right. We need exactly. KCP. Yeah. We need you, Bruce Brown. Right. Aaron Gordon, we need you. They're like, oh, Those boy. are aggressive targeted moves oh bones highlands not working out here right to improve the roster to put around these core pieces that you assembled right and i'm i'm not saying that i have given up faith in ak's ability to build a roster that way but this season paired with last offseason with very little movement Mm -hmm. trade deadline very little movement doubling down continuity continuity that is the part that's gotten frustrating Correct. and that is the part that i think bulls fans are valid yes. to feel uneasy about coming into this offseason when we're talking about well you know they got the veteran minimum they'll be able to use maybe a portion of the mid-level but that's the other thing and like, run it back. The, like the money is a huge part of it Correct. and like the nuggets are in the tax they're paying yeah. it the bulls aren't you can do that? You can do that. <laughs> so again, this is not apples to apples. And I see what like, I, the, the, the nuts and bolts of it and like the, the core, you can see what he tried to do. He tried yeah. to get a center that you can run your offense through, Correct. who can score down low, who can be a good passer, who can shoot it. You try to get a really dynamic perimeter scorer mm-hmm. in Zach Levine, who you already have obviously on the roster, mm-hmm. who can score from all three levels and hopefully who can you know, he's at the time when they took over the team, he was like 26. Hopefully he can yeah. continue to get better. Correct. And then what did Zach Levine need? What, what were the, what were the criticisms of his game? 
Uh, he's Handling not a, a late much. game decision maker. You need you need an additional perimeter scorer. Yes. So you go out and get a big wing initiator and Demar Derozan. Like, yes. And then you fill it out with defense and shooting with Lonzo and Caruso. Like mm-hmm. all that stuff worked and it was good. But at a certain point, when it stops working, you need to figure out solutions. Mm-hmm. And that's where the Bulls are now. They need to figure out solutions. Boom. That's it. Uh, all right, that is it for today. We are out of time. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, hit that thumbs up button on your way out of here if you haven't already. Make sure you subscribe to CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Uh, sign up to be a diehard. If you're on the fence, haven't made that uh, decision yet, why not now? Will's got an awesome draft database uh, available for diehard members only. All CHGO.com slash diehard. Also, still thinking about coming to Vegas? Come to Vegas. We're going to go to Vegas uh, for Summer League uh, about a month from right now. You can come hang out with us. Information on our website there as well under CHGO Road Trips. (laughs) Uh, We'll we'll be back tomorrow. Another show, same time, same place, 4 o'clock Chicago time. Until then, you can follow Will on Twitter, Will underscore Guyley. Big Dave is at bow, bow, bow. BWL Sports, Umbles underscore Peck. Shout out and thanks to our production crew today, Greg Braggs in the stands. He still hasn't moved. And <laughs> He's Sarah terrified. giving him that support. <laughs> hey, Sarah. Uh, and fetching my hat um, after I threw it. Kevin's here, too. Once or twice. There's Kev. Hi, Kev. Hard at work. Stucky's here? What oh, up, yeah. Stuck? I did see Stucky just walk in. That must mean we got some Cubs baseball action tonight. Yeah. They still out on the West Coast, Stucky? Let's uh, hope so, because it's pouring out. Yeah, there might be a rain delay, rain. depending rain on what time they're supposed to start that game. Because yeah, What does Stuck do on a rain delay? <laughs> Makes you feel better, no matter what. Uh, thanks for watching, no, y'all. It does not. <laughs> we will talk to you tomorrow. Uh, until then. Did I pay for that? <laughs> See, Red, be good. Peace and love, y'all. We out. <laughs>